What's going on with dancing stuff? What's happening with dancing things? What's going on with dancing stuff? Hi, everybody. I'm in Brooklyn. Best city on earth. I'm impromptu recording on a Thursday evening because I have to, as per usual. I'm here with my friends. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Julie. I'm Zach. Oh my god, I'm here with Julie and Zach. They were also dining at this restaurant, which is called Ada. Is that right? I think so. My friend, who you know, Russell, who's been a is a friend of the pod, best friend of the pod, is peeing or pooping at the moment. I um, mean, I, you know, you never know. What did you have for dinner tonight? I had a fish. I can't remember the what it was called, but I think you don't it know was... what kind of fish it was. Bronzino. Bronzino, baby. Did you also do share? We did share. We did we did share. share. Did you get a pasta and a fish? I did, but Julie also treated me to a pecan pie, which oh, was. Is it your birthday? Basically, it, no. it wasn't my birthday, but it felt like. When my was your birthday? Many months ago, but she's oh, just she's no. just treating. No, it's just we haven't gone out in a while. I was know, hoping COVID-19. that we had the same birthday. <laughs> When's your birthday? <laughs> December seventeenth. Oh, very recently. The day I got COVID. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Or oh I may have gotten God. it before. I may have gotten it before, but I got diagnosed the next day. So I like to did say. Did you have a party? And you got it at your birthday party. I had a dinner with three or four people. Okay. Which and two of them did get COVID. From you. <laughs> yeah. But it's my birthday, so it's okay, right? Yeah, totally. You Can you believe right how thing. cold it is? It's unbelievable. I can't feel my face. I, mean, yeah. I can't feel my feet. I can't believe we ate in the outdoors. We're psychotic. I went into that, you know, surgical cubicle, and I thought, oh, this heat lamp's really going to do the trick. I have to say it was better than I thought, but it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I'm ready my feet. to be indoors. I know. I'm Russell, how are summer. your feet? They're ice, 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 ice boots at midnight, as ice. they say. Ice boots at midnight. Okay, nearly that time. I we have to go to the train so that we don't okay, turn into dead you, boots you at midnight. Are you also going to Manhattan? No, no, no I'm walking. Home. Okay, incredible. Yeah. Well, it was so nice to meet you. Are you walking you. home? I'm walking home. Wow. I think. Or are we going to? The two of you. We'll figure. We'll, figure, we'll work it out. Wow, to have two well, to so know you. two young, so gorgeous to people Im- walking Im- home <laughs> together is incredible. Well, thank you for being on. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. can't wait to listen. Yeah, we love the call. So nice to see you. We'll have you. You'll be on properly soon. Can't wait. Yeah. Russell, you're on the podcast now. Bye. Did you watch the second season of Cheer? Oh my God, yes. We're halfway through. Okay, here we go. Let's walk. <laughs> so, um, I was just talking about it at wait, work today. Wait, okay, so I'm really confused because I'm done with it. I finished last night, so I won't, no spoilers, but we got it. No, we got to walk fast, everybody. So the thing that I'm wondering about is that, you know when they compete at Daytona at the end, right? I don't Well, no, you yet. saw they the first season, though, right? I saw the first season. Yeah, yeah, so you know they compete at Daytona. Yeah, of course. Now, I think there's literally only two teams in their category. <laughs> it's just right? the other Trinity guys. and yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. every year, it's like you're going to get first or you're going to get second. It just yeah. makes no sense to me. Like, why? I don't understand. It's not much of a competition when there's only two teams. <laughs> yeah. Or is it more? Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, they they the have really. If it's just not so you, close. it's like it's not like there's many people who can. They do have a very it. intense rivalry, right? What do you think happened with the choreographer who defected and went to Trinity? I know yeah, yeah, that is a big question that they we don't get to the bottom of at all. But his assistant, his you know, is is now the choreographer, and he well, anyways, people. Do you feel like you could be good at cheer choreography? No, I don't understand it at all because they they never actually show us. The routine, you know, like I think yeah. you could probably watch it on YouTube, but. But why doesn't Monica do it? Is what I want to know. Why doesn't she make it? Yeah, like why? It seems pretty straightforward. Out? I mean, they all look identical. You yeah, know, it's just, it's just the same. Flip, flip, flip. Yeah, flip. like you have to start, 
by like doing a lot of tumbling and then you do some crazy pyramids and baskets and you like throw small women into treacherous situations <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end you do like a tiny bit of like choreo where yeah. you're like you know shimmy your shoulders and make a face yeah the, it's really about the faces i think is like a huge part of it that seems very choreographed yeah well when i was a competition dancer back in the day you have to choreograph like the vowels smiles like a e i o u what yeah 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 oh. like a is like a certain kind of smile and you know when it's happening on like what part of the dance yeah oh i didn't know this it was uh dark are we walking towards a train uh, i hope so Russell? yeah yeah yeah. there's yeah. Fulton street okay <laughs> you're doing great i'm really cold <laughs> I think we're going to take a left. Oh, okay. Am I taking a left? Yeah. No, the train's right there. Oh, thank God. Uh, Is this the podcast? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I forgot about it. Is it Thursday? Okay. It is Thursday, unfortunately. We are, Russell, when are we going to do our first um, installment of Feelings or Facts? We can do it right now in the last 10 seconds before you no. <laughs> I can't even think right now. My brain is frozen. Um, so anyways, I hope you're all watching Cheer. <laughs> Russell saw... <laughs> Russell saw West Side Story. So when we ha- we'll do a feelings or facts slash West Side Story when you're on next. Is that okay? That sounds great. Um, did you see West Side Story? No. Not yet. No. no. Um, I saw on Instagram today that James Whiteside's been watching a show called The Expanse, which is about space, so I watched 20 minutes of it before I came to dinner, and I think I'm hooked. (laughs) Are you going to watch The Expanse? Uh, I'm not into space, but... I really love a space show, but I absolutely would never want to go to space. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't pay me. I have actually fear that gravity will shut off on Earth and we'll all start floating up. And if you happen to be outside in that moment, not near a tree or a lamppost, you just drift off. But wouldn't like even being indoors not save you in that moment? Well, it would be complex, but at least a ceiling would give you time. (laughs) You could figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Russell, is that? Are you scared now? No. Oh, so cold. I know. There's a train there. Bye. I'm going that way too. Bye, Russell. Why am I walking to the train? Oh, where's your train? Right there. Right? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, God. You're doing great. Um, What do you do for work? Uh, I'm a writer. Really? Yeah. What kind? Uh, I write uh, art criticism. Oh, my God. I'm too young for that. Oh, no. How old are you? Almost 30. How old are you? I'm 28. Yeah, very close. We were just talking about death right before we started. <laughs> My dad's turning 60 today. Happy birthday. It's good you. to remind yourself of death every day, yeah. I, I say. I do. Do you? How, do how you old am I? I'm death. sure I've said it on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I actually don't know. I don't actually know. 41. Really? Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. Well, you look great. Well, it's okay. How do you, you feel? A thousand. A thousand? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm six years old. You know, and yeah. then other times I feel like life is over. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of identify with that exact, like, sentiment. Okay, well, this was magical. Thank you for doing Yeah, yeah. Podcast. I hope you keep just, like, talking on the train. I don't think I can. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to put it. on my mask. And... Okay, bye, bye, bye. bye. Oh, so nice to see you. Oh, see you in the Yeah. yeah. We're going to make it work. You, I gotta, I gotta take care. I was so good. Okay, bye. Okay.
I'm going down the subway steps. Oh my god, that was only seven minutes. Okay, I'm gonna pause and I'll probably do more later. Bye. Okay, hi. Um, so I'm, I am down in the subway. Five more minutes till the C train comes. It has, you know, when I got down here, it said C train 13 minutes. So, as you can see, eight minutes have elapsed. And though it is somewhat warmer down here, it is, um, it's not a heated environment. It's just under the wind. So it's also insanely cold. Um, but at any rate, hello. That was a chaotic beginning to the episode. Apologies. And yet again, like last week, this will be um, more of just a check-in. Um, but you have proof via via Russell that um, there will be a Feelings or Facts episode coming. Um, I had dinner with my friend Jamie St. Peter and Jeff Edwards, with whom I have something of a kind of dinner club, it seems, because we always have, we've had maybe four dinners at the same place periodically over the past, I don't know, six months or so. That feels like a dinner club. Um, what's going on? We've been busy at the ballet. Uh, with fittings for this new Justin Peck dance that's premiering in a week. And um, today we did fittings with Claire Kretschmar and Ashley Hodd and Roman Mejia. And Claire, uh, uh, Roman and Ashley are people that we've not fit before. They are new to the kind of Justin Peck creation universe. But Claire, someone we've had many fittings with, she seems to be have been in most of the things we've created at New York City Ballet. And um, we had her serenade us with some singing, because I remember during one of our fittings, she, she sang something from maybe The Music Man or some other old musical. But today she sang us a section from Carolyn Shaw's Partita, which uh, is the music for the piece that Justin is premiering um, next Friday with the set by Eva Lewitt. And you should all come. It's happening on the 27th, on the 29th, and it's on a program with Summer Space and Christopher Wielden's DGV. And if you come to see um, New York City Ballet this season, you should do your best to come and see um, Jerome Robbins' moves. And um, what else should you see? Uh, they're doing... Um, Faust, which is the nickname they have for Walpurgisnacht Ballet, uh, which is sort of like, it's not my favorite dance. Sorry. Just a second. Oh, and now another one, the A train. Okay, two trains passed. So, three minutes till the C train. Three minutes till the C train. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, Harry and I have been incredibly busy. We are finishing up a reconstruction of Justin Peck's Bloom. We'll put those in the mail 
to send off to San Francisco tomorrow. This almost feels very deja vu because I think I must have said the same thing last week, but now the costumes were fit on dancers in San Francisco. They were shipped back to us um, after we did Zoom fittings, and now we've made corrections and recut sections of the costumes in our studio, and then we will put them back in the mail tomorrow so that they can tech the ballet uh, in a few days, on Tuesday, I believe, for their gala, which won't happen till March. <laughs> um, which is crazy, but I'm glad to have it over with. Um, you know, it's rare that you get to have work done that far in advance. Um, oh my god, it is brutally cold at the moment. New York has been fluctuating. I would say even as recently as this afternoon, it wasn't that cold. I was walking around and a lighter jacket. I, I left one of my, I have two coats that I wear and I wear them as one coat. And one of them is just kind of a Uniqlo puffy shell with a hood. That's more like an autumn jacket. And then I have like a long kind of um, like packing blanket kind of coat that I wear over it when I'm very cold. And I left the house with both of them today. And then when I left New York City Ballet, I forgot one of them because I was so, um, warm because it wasn't cold outside but I got all the way to Columbus Circle and I had to turn back around and go get my coat and there was a strange-ish woman working the front desk at New York City Ballet on the 8th floor which I believe are volunteers so it's always a different person and today it was the person who looked at Harry and I as we were leaving and she goes she said something that just sounded like Yizizai and then I, I looked at Harriet and Harry was like yes and then we got in the elevator and just sort of started laughing. I was like, what did she say? And Harry was like, she's asked, you designed? And then she did say to us as we were getting in the elevator, it's a privilege to have you. Oh my gosh, so my train's here. I don't think that I'm going to be able to um, continue talking on the train because I'm, um, I'm not that bold. And someone's reading in the car and blah, blah, blah. But um, I'll talk to you later. Okay, so I'm on the train, and um, I found a spot towards the end of the one of the cars, and um, so I feel like I can talk. And there's a there's a couple sort of nearby, and uh, they're talking. So I figure, why shouldn't I be able to talk? I mean, they're in conversation with people, and I'm in conversation with you. So I mean, everyone's a person. Um, and everyone's in conversation. Um, we're at Lafayette Avenue in Brooklyn, headed into the city. My feet are ice, ice blocks, otherwise known as ice boots. Um, are you watching Cheer? I know I asked you that uh, when I was on our ice walk towards the subway station. But really, I mean, I have a lot of questions about about the whole structure of Cheer competition. Um, I would definitely have um, a cheerleader on the podcast to just explain things to me. Like, I, I know that the elements of the cheer performance are based on execution and accuracy and energy or something. Perf- uh, there's a performance of it. I cannot believe that they are just these two teams that compete against each other every year and spend the entire year just preparing and preparing this one thing over and over and over again. I mean, 
I guess there must be other duties, right? Like, do they actually cheer at the sporting events? I think they do, but it just like in this second season of cheer, we don't see any of that because of COVID. So it really just feels like they're this weird one-time only drill team that that gets one opportunity of the year to do the thing. Okay, I'm going to do spoilers, so just warning you, but so for Zach and, and Julie, this is when you, you stop listening because I know that you have more episodes left of cheer, but um, wait, well, now I'm forgetting what I was going to say. My, my brain is frozen. Um, the the oh, well, I guess it doesn't matter because I completely forgot. Oh, COVID, right. So, you know, in the middle of the season of cheer, COVID comes, right? And so they don't get to go to Daytona. So some of the cheerleaders, everyone's favorite, Morgan, etc., they don't get to go to Daytona to do their one competition of the year. And then, um, sorry. Um, and so then... COVID happens and there's this long wait and they come back to school in the fall and Monica goes on Dancing with the Stars and you know some of the kids can't take it but look Gabby and um, what is his name well obviously Jerry is at this point gone and and imprisoned um, which is its own whole episode which is really I think well handled to be honest in terms of the way that the, the topic is um, explained and exposed and, and reviewed in a way by all of the people involved. But then there's Ladarius, I think is his name, and he, uh, you know, he gets into a whole drama with Monica and the team, and because she's not there, but I guess she's not giving him the attention that he needs because, you know, he, for, for him, Monica is his mom because they have this sort of, like, dysfunctionally close relationship that one probably shouldn't have with their cheerleading coach. But then you start thinking, like, wait, how old are these kids and how long have they been doing this? Well, I looked it up last night, and, and, and Gabby, whose last name is not with me at the moment, she, I was like, okay, so she's famous, right? She's like every person's favorite cheerleader. And there's this, there's this conversation between her and a woman named Maddie who's new to the team. And Maddie is basically like, you're my favorite. I grew up, you know, doing your stretch videos on YouTube. You are my idol. You're a cheerleading icon. Meanwhile, this speech is given to her in a bathroom while she's trying to motivate her to continue on or something it's all feels all very crazy but Maddie at the heart of it is um like an aggravating motivational speaker so much so that I think she's has vocal damage from screaming screaming out um um what what does she even say she's just she says nonsense about believing in yourself um endlessly and how nothing matters, but everything matters. And so Maddie has vocal damage and has idolized Gabby her whole life. So now I'm thinking, well, how old is Gabby? Because Maddie is a junior college freshman. I'm assuming she's 18. Well, it turns out Gabby's 24. So now I'm like, wait, 
how long can you even stay in junior college? Because she also appears to be taking academic classes through all of this. Um, but maybe she, she saw that in her trajectory, she needed to be on the Navarro cheer team for many years to sort of cash in on what is, you know, an even shorter career than dance. And so maybe she just took like one course a semester so that she could stretch out her junior college education for many, many, many years. Anyways, if someone here knows better than me or has like, a, I'm sure I could go online and like, you know, get an in-depth explanation of how all this works. Oh, I'm at High Street. It's the last stop in Brooklyn. We're about to be in America. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Manhattan um, I went into the library for the performing arts today after I retrieved my coat at the New York City Ballet to um, spend some time drawing on my iPad for some upcoming projects and I had I passed out for a few minutes because I was tired and then I but then I felt very productive sitting in the performing arts library where I've not been I haven't been in since before the pandemic I think that's true um, and what a pleasure. I love the Performing Arts Library and those who run it. I, I mean, I just the whole idea of a library is just so wonderful and becoming so kind of um, vintage in this day of digital accessibility, uh, internet, I- instancy, uh, immediacy, immediacy. Um, so at any rate, I mean, to go into a library is such, such a nostalgic treat. I want to get another fellowship at the library, but I don't know what it would be about. And I don't want to actually steal fellowship money from people who probably want and deserve it more than I do. At any rate, we'll see. I'll have to think of something, a topic that I really need to have time and, and, and support to excavate. I... Um, I wonder if I can keep it up until I get home. Unlikely. What do I even have to talk about? I wonder how the sound of the subway is um, in this recording. Is it nostalgic for those of you who maybe used to live in New York but no, no longer do? Um, Barbara Fink, thank you for reaching out about David. I, I did see David. I did see the Michael Jackson show. And... Um, Michael Jackson, let's see. Maybe I should wait to talk about it until I have someone who's also seen it because as you know, I am by no means um, a theater connoisseur as someone who um, loathes most theater uh, and avoids the majority of of theater that comes to New York. But I did happen to see the Michael Jackson show last Thursday, wait, last Friday? Maybe it was Friday. It was impressive in, in, in ways. Uh, the three Michael, there's two, three people who play Michael Jackson. There's like a 10-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 22-year-old who play Michael at various stages in his life. And then the, the story is told in a dance studio where Michael is preparing the dangerous tour with his dancers. And then the, um, the scenes are told through flashbacks in, in um, an interview that he's having with a, uh, a journalist and a cameraman who are there from MTV filming a kind of documentary feature. Um, at any rate, 
Um, the technical elements of the show were very impressive. The kind of scenic execution, the way things flew in and out, the projections were also were impressive um, in in terms of like their perf- per- how perfect they were, how focused they were on these like small surfaces, etc., and also huge surfaces. Um, the singing was very good. There was many very good singers. Um, uh, there was an amazing um, toaster effect. I, I don't know. Look, I I was also like carried through the show by the energy of this audience that clearly was there for the right reasons because they love Michael Jackson. And I think that is the allure of seeing the show, obviously. So if you if you loved Michael Jackson and his music, you should definitely go see this show. It's very... Um, I guess it's nostalgic for those people who, who are wrapped up in, in memories and feelings involving Michael Jackson. I am not, but I still obviously know some of these tunes and enjoyed myself because, you know, there was people sitting around us who were absolutely thrilled to be involved. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of people felt free to stand up and scream out and yell Michael and hold up their jeweled glove. And and that was great. You know, I don't get to be in audiences like that very frequently. I, I, I never go see, you know, rock style concerts as um, Charlotte and uh, Cynthia Nixon say on and just like that, you know, comedy concert. It's a comedy concert. Oh, wow. Look, let me tell you what. I really don't like a comedy concert. Oh, there's almost nothing worse than a comedy concert. But look, I do love Friends Who Folk, which is this kind of a comedy concert. And I have twice enjoyed Seek Treatment Live, which is a live um, podcast recording. So those are comedy concerts of a sort, you know, conceptually. Um, oh, we're almost to Canal Street. Canal. Um, I had a very nice dinner over the weekend with Jack and Jeremy and um, James Whiteside and Augie and um, Jeremy made beef stew and I made a Victoria sandwich cake, which was so easy to make and delightful to look at and a little bit dry, but I, 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 I don't think I overbaked the sponge. I mean, maybe just ever so slightly, but... Uh, maybe Victoria sandwich cakes are meant to be a little bit dry to hold up to the enormous amount of whipped cream they're sandwiching. And also, you know, because they're meant to be uh, enjoyed with tea. Enjoyed with tea. Um, okay, I have to get off the train in one stop, right? Because Spring Street is my stop. So I'm going to prepare for that, the inevitability of um, my departure from this train. And I'm going to stop being that person who's sitting um, sitting at the edge of a train car just talking to themselves. Anyways, it's been really actually nice being with you as I've slowly warmed up, though I still can't really feel my toes. But I- I'm confident they'll come back. I'm expecting to get a bit of pain when, I, when, I, when the hot water from the shower hits them. But 
isn't that a, a nice feeling, a nostalgic memory, right? To get so cold outside playing in the snow. Oh, what is the next stop? Spring Street. To get so cold playing in the snow and then come in and get in a hot bath or a hot shower and just have that like pain. And then eventually, you know, your muscles and your joints ease into the warmth and then you dry off and put on cozy clothes and get under the covers or enjoy a warm meal. It's really nothing better than that. I mean, the joy of absolutely freezing yourself to death as a child. Ugh, so much fun. I'm hesitant to do things like that at this point because I am now um, well beyond the beginning of middle age, according to uh, Elena Ferrante. Well, next week is the Justin Peck premiere. Harriet and I are busy, 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 and hopefully I'll have time to meet up with Russell. Maybe we'll do it actually in a couple days this Saturday to uh, record the first Dance and Stuff book club. Also, this was Russell's idea, but I think it's a worthwhile one. If anyone out there is uh, has a great idea for a podcast episode that doesn't involve me, but is feels, you know, in the Dance and Stuff universe or is sort of a part of our uh, random chaotic ethos, let me know, and I'd be happy to... Um, to post a recording of yours. Oh, I mean, I'm going to screen it, obviously, just to make sure, but, you know. Anyways, here I am at my stop. And if you can believe it, um, I made a 30-minute episode. No one would believe that. Okay. I love you, and I hope you stay well. I'm gonna, I'm taking the underpass so I can be as close to home as possible when I get out of the train. Um, I'm definitely not opposed to an underpass, though. They do occasionally reek of urine. Okay, going up, walking up on the west side of the street now. I used to really struggle with feeling oriented when I came out of a train station. But um, I don't really feel that anymore. I mean, I guess if I'm at a station I'm unfamiliar with, but there are fewer and fewer of those kind of stations these days. What a thrill to exit the train station and not know what you're looking at. And also scary. I'm getting out. I love you. Sleep well. Good night and good luck. Bye-bye.